0: You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org.
1: Welcome to A Step Further, weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name's Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway, joined by Brooke Ginsel. Did I get it? You got it. Yes, she is our communications guru. I just call one a guru if I don't know their official oh, title. That's fine. Is that all right? Derek, do you approve that? Yeah. No, he no. does not. <laughs> so much
0: faith in me. <laughs> and,
1: and Leah Lynch, our student coordinator guru as well. Darren and Christian call you the boss. We all know. So you keep things <laughs> going. And we are wrapping up our Lazarus Life series. And so I guess an initial question that I just thought of that I didn't prepare either of you for was... Like, how's this series been? What, what's, what's it been like to walk through the book and in the sermon series as you pointed each other to answer first. What, <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll go first. I mean, I, I, I I enjoy the interpretations from Matt and from Darren as we go through a book together and how it is different. It's not just them giving a book report, but they really do bring it to life. And this book in particular, I, I really enjoyed. it. I think it's been very practical and uh, there's stuff in my life I'm using to, to unwrap the grave clothes and to, mm-hmm. uh, really live that fulfilled life. So I, I've enjoyed it. I think it's been a good good five-week series.
0: Yeah, I, I think this has been one of the most eye-opening a series for me. Um, I mean, I always enjoy the sermons. So Matt, don't get mad at me for saying this, but like <laughs> this this series has been really eye opening for me. And ironically, Leah and I even uh last week had a moment together where we were able to talk through just what it's meant for us to go through this series and ways in which the Lord's really moved in our hearts. And I think for me, it's been able, it's allowed me to see in what ways have I already um, taken off some grave clothes mm-hmm. and in what ways am I already dead, so to speak, yeah. or al- like still in in the tombs. And, um, and that's been really, really good. Like I've just wanted to kind of sit in the feelings a little bit, which Mm. I know is your favorite thing, Andy, but I don't mind feelings, (laughs) but sit in the feelings and just kind of really work through like, wow, in what ways am I still dead?
1: Mm. Mm. Wow. What a good question. In what ways am I still dead? Huh?
2: Yeah, that, that is a really good question. Um, I think one of the big things for me, just the overarching things for me is just this realization that in order for transformation to happen, um, we have to be listening to the right voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so often that is really hard. Um, and yet if Lazarus hadn't been listening, well, I mean, he was dead, but he knew if he hadn't known (laughs) Jesus's voice, Mm -hmm. you know, and we talked some about the being Jesus being the shepherd and the gate and his sheep knowing his voice and, um, It's just this idea of when Jesus speaks, he speaks in uh, as the voice of love. I know that it's referenced that way in the book several times of it just being the voice of love. And it's not the voice of condemnation. It's not the voice of um, how dare you or who do you think you are. It's the voice of love. And so I think for me that's been... um, a real big thing for me as I've we've walked through this series about transformation.
1: So good, Stephen W. Smith does a great job. I think of giving us handles so we can kind of look at our lives and, and see are we living a transformed life. Uh, chapter nine begins with f- kind of five traits or uh, five traits about what what a transformed life might look like. It's not a checklist that okay I'm doing that I must be transformed, but it, it gives us an awareness. And so I just want to read those and if anything kind of pings you or, or sticks out or reminds you of a story, feel free to jump in. But a transformed life is a life of intimacy with Jesus, a life of gratitude and generosity, a life of danger, and a life of influence. Those are some of the traits that mark a transformed life, that intimacy with Jesus, that gratitude and generosity, that danger. It's interesting that's in that list. And then the the life of influence. Just um, something Jump out or, or remind you as I, I read that list
0: I think
2: the thing that jumped out to one of the things there were a couple but um when he, the generosity and the gratitude mm-hmm. um over on page one seventy nine for those of you with the actual book I know everyone um, is, is at
1: home with their book out so good <laughs> thank you leah
2: um Is the last paragraph and it starts, it says gratitude marks a transformed life. Mm -hmm. When you experience a change that is beyond your own ability to acquire or manufacture it, a posture of humility and gratitude is all you have to offer. A transformed person moves in gratitude because she knows what has happened to her and she realizes she had nothing to do with it. Mm. And I think a lot of times, um, I know for at least myself, um, and I, have to believe that I'm not alone in this, um, that as a person who is recovering from perfectionism and recovering from thinking that um, my performance dictates my value, um, realizing that it's not about just about the work that I do. Like this is something that God is doing in me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that does generate um, a sense of gratitude, a sense of um, humility um, and realizing that while I don't have anything to do with it, I've got somebody that loves me enough to, to pursue me and to want this transformation within my own heart.
1: On 202, I I underline something that goes right along with that Leah, where it says, after all transformation is a gift. It is a gift because it is something God does, mm. not something we do. Yes. And and I was sitting in an airport and I underlined that and I was like, is that true, God? <laughs> because <laughs> because I'm a doer as well and I I also my my worth was based on how I produced and and it's just so hard to fathom that like like God, you do all of it? Are we sure about this? And I'm I'm still, I haven't wrapped my brain around that He does it all, but, but the gospel is a gift. Salvation is a gift. Mm -hmm. And so why wouldn't transformation be a gift as well? Does it really just take us surrendering? Is that it?
2: Mm -hmm. And that's a good question. Um, I underlined that too. But I think the actual act of the transformation it's the work that god does Mm -hmm. in us um and yet god's not gonna we still have a part in that because Mm -hmm. god's not going to force anything on us that we're not willing to open ourselves up to and say yes do the work in us Mm -hmm. Um, and so i think our part is to take that step and to say okay i am being open to you here is my heart here's my step my our step is that intimacy Mm. that intimacy with jesus we've got to take that step there and when we take the step to do that or to say yes do this work in me then god can do what he's going to do because without that i mean he's not going to force that on us yeah
1: that's a good word
0: yeah i mean lazarus had to walk out of the tomb right like right (laughs)
1: He did. I'm staying, guys. Yeah, he could have been
0: like, um, I'm still sleepy, so I'm gonna just hang out in here for a bit. But I mean, he's still, yeah, you're right. He had that work to do to actually leave the tomb. Mm.
1: Leah, you talk about being a part of your your own miracle. Mm. It's yes. something I know several years ago you were passionate about, and just just kind of share what that means.
2: Um, it was a season in my life where I was, um, running. And I was not a long-distance runner at all. Um, In high school, I did sprints, and I thought half a lap was going to be the death of me. Um, And here I was training for 5Ks, 10Ks, and a half marathon. Um, And at one point, it was like my last long run um, before my very first half marathon. And in the middle of that run, God simply said to me, you're running your own miracle. And it was this idea that I then started going back and looking in scripture and looking at the miracles that Jesus did. And the reality is every miracle that Jesus performed required something on, from either the person that the miracle was happening to or on behalf of somebody else. Like God is going to like he's going to do these things in our lives. He's gonna do this transformation. But we're a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're a part of seeing those um miracles happen, those that change happen, that transformation happen.
1: Goes right along with uh page one ninety six, that re surrendering or that surrendering that he talks about the journey to Jesus requires that we repent more than one time in our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. We will need to change our direction and our ways many times on the journey to Jesus. So it's not just sitting in a room and Jesus do this miracle. All right, now I'm floating on air and everything's great. <laughs> it's not like playing the harp in heaven on the cloud. That's not, that's fixed. That's fiction. Uh, but but Sunday, just, just this week, I was down in San Antonio visiting my family and had a chance to go to the church Max Lucato is a pastor at. And they sang a song I'd never heard before, and it talked about re surrendering. Hmm. And then I read this, and I was like, huh, uh, that's part of life. It's, it's not, I get baptized and I'm done. You know, I've made it to the finish line. It's, that's the starting line. And now each day is a day of re surrendering, of repenting, of putting God's way. Uh, above ours. And I just thought that was cool how God always ties things together and put it all. Um, there, there's a phrase on 196 I want to get your opinions on. And it said, Far too many of us are living a somewhat stable life, yet we are unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. As we look around at our culture, at, at our town, whether it's Avon or Plainfield or Danville or Brownsburg or Indianapolis. Claremont. I know we got some Claremont folks. Uh, AMO. I don't think anyone actually comes from AMO, but I always like to include it. It's part of Hendricks County. <laughs> I see that everywhere. Far too many of us are living a somewhat stable life, yet we were un- unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Brooke, how do you see that playing out as well?
0: Oh, So much in my own life um, mm. It makes me think of a, kind of that idea of Uh, danger or risk that comes from uh, stepping out of the tomb Hmm. and in my own life I am not a risk taker like Hmm. I am a scaredy cat about basically everything (laughs) just I really am like I do not like risk I like structure I like to know what is ahead of me Hmm. and when things are uncertain it freaks me out. Mm. I like to have control. And so that surrender for me is kind of realizing that, like, God, you have to give it to God and you have to take a step. Um, And I've seen that in my own life and and taking these risks and being like, God, I have no idea why you're calling me to do this or what you're calling me to, but I'm just going to take a leap of faith. I Mm. mean, part of that recently was a huge career change for me. Um, and not knowing what was going to happen as a part of that. And, but I have to remind myself to continue to take that, Mm. that risk and to continue to trust that God has me, that there's a reason why he's quote unquote calling me out of the tomb, Mm. right. To be different. Um, you know, on page one eighty one, it says, at the bottom, remaining in the tomb is safer than emerging as a changed person. Mm, yeah. And um, that really stood out to me because I was thinking about how often just people in general have a hard time with change, but how difficult change is for me. Um, and and how much safer it can feel to, to be unfulfilled. Um, yeah, But how we're all longing for something more, you mm-hmm. know? Um, We're longing to uh, live an abundant life, Mm -hmm. but doing that means going out of your comfort zone. It means you have to take risks and trust that God has you.
1: I love um, 202 as he's wrapping up the book. He talks about, what are you living for? Mm -hmm. Is the life you're living, the life you want to live, and I just wrote down some things that came to mind that I'm living for some that I'm proud of and some that I'm not. <laughs> those are the things that drive me and I'm passionate about and too passionate about or not passionate enough about. And I encourage everyone uh, listening to do that same thing. Uh, ask that question that Darren asked on Sunday, what are you living for? Is this the life you want to live? And, and the, the great news is we're not done. Uh, we can still make adjustments. The author says that and God says that he's not done with us. Leah, last thoughts?
2: I think just to kind of go along with what you just said, um, what you just read off of 202 in the very next paragraph, um, do you believe lies about yourself that are keeping you from experiencing the resurrected life? Mm, yeah. What is preventing you from living fully the life Jesus wants for you? And I, I think that is, you know, those are good questions to sit with. Um, those are important questions because I think a lot of times, um, we can get so used to, so, um, like it just becomes a life of a survival mindset or of complacency or of, uh, comfort because staying right here is going to be a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. than doing the work out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we miss out on what Jesus really wants for us. And so just sitting with those questions and not just sitting with them to think about them, but, you know, want to encourage people to just sit with them and be completely honest. Mm -hmm. Like just allow yourself the freedom to be truly honest in answering those questions
1: yeah we can we can just end the series and be done with it and oh nope, you know i thought about it some but i didn't actually do anything and go away with it so i love that challenge from leah thank you for sitting down with us today if you want to talk to us more about the grave clothes about finding community uh, about anything please reach out a lynch at kingswaychurch.org.